Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. Get the right rituals in there, and and that's the purpose of religion. And and it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus instituted Christianity because he connected us to the heart of the Father. So so what what are we plugging into now? We're plugging into a government. Christianity is not a social club. It's a government. And that government has order, it has rank, it has hierarchies, and it has different groups that have allocated jobs. And even as an outpost of God's kingdom in the earth, we are allocated to different works that are expanding his government. So some of us, we are, yeah, called to influence politics. Some of us are called to influence education. Some of us are called to influence business and upset industries. And, and you know, we're, we're graced for that. And isn't what the body of Christ has done is castrate that and disqualify people on the basis of guilt and shame. So it's like, you know, oh, you know, I want, I really feel like God. No, 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 no. Church people don't do politics. What you do is wow. you give the uh, seat that you were ordained to take with the power of God to the Illuminati people by abdicating, abdicating your assignment because we don't believe in it. So just pray that the Illuminati people will do the right thing and you sit down and shut up. And it's like, all right, no, no hold on, hold on. Hold on. We are expanding a kingdom here. Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. We're at the very end of the year here. This is the last episode for season three. I'm joined by Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. We have an epic conversation. We cover everything under the umbrella of weird creatures, aliens, the Illuminati, bloodlines, you name it. We dive into it. Dan shares visions, dreams he's had. We talk about the ministry, the state of the church the condition of the world today this is really an untamed off the chain conversation and it was a lot of fun i just want to take a quick second and thank every single one of you for listening sharing these episodes leaving the reviews and helps us reach the other people that are on the journey of trying to figure out what's really going on in the world today i appreciate all of you who pray for me for the encouragement i am so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. I'm ready for this episode. Are you guys ready? Let's go. I have an amazing guest here for you guys. Dan Duvall, welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here. It's good to be here, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, probably one of the quickest answered prayers I have had recently. I'm so excited to be a part of the generation that Mm. we're unveiling this darkness and we're just coming out into this awakening of like, you know what? Too much slavery and bondage from the mind to the system, the way everything is set up. I got questions for you, but, but first and foremost, dude, gotta give us your your testimony. Okay. Well, I assume that there's going to be a couple of folks that are listening to this. Some are going to fall in a bucket. Like who is this guy? I've never heard him before. And then others may know me well. I don't know. So, you know, I I I, I was raised Christian. Um, I had some unfortunate 
experiences growing up, mostly a lot of harassment from the demonic. I mean, I got hammered. I would get attacked every night. I went through sleep paralysis, you know, a lot of times. And it was very difficult to try to get any answers, especially from the Christian community. What I did get was the name of Jesus, which would stop my harassment as it was happening, but it wouldn't stop it permanently. So I, I went through the cycles and the years of, you know, just nonsense backslid when I got to college, rededicated my life to Jesus, my junior year and got captivated by Jesus. I mean, I just fell radically in love, totally abandoned ship on anything else in my life. And I said, you know, you and you alone, we're going to do this. And that is when God took me out of my lane, which was taking me towards a PhD in virology. And uh, instead of designing the next uh, (laughs) generation of nerve gas or some kind of uh, bioweapon destroying humanity, I got to serve Jesus. So I uh, (laughs) went to Bible school after that for two years, which opened no doors for me at all. I uh, then wrote an unsuccessful book. And then I wrote another unsuccessful book. I sat down for three years and Mm. um, prayed a lot, fasted a lot, learned a lot, and uh, got a lot of disrespect in the process. Um, Finally, I started a podcast, which was underwhelming, (laughs) called (laughs) Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Let me tell you, friend, you know, I... You asked, how did you become the Dan Duvall you are today? Well, by being the Dan Duvall I was back then, which was not <laughs> impressive. But, you know, I, hey, we, we all go through, mm. I mean, not maybe not all of us. Some of us rock it to the top for whatever reason. But, yeah, I, I went through a humbling journey. I mean, like, it's, get the pride out of there, smash that thing with a hammer. Mm. So, you know, wow. in, in the process, I started this podcast. By 2012, God began to awaken me to the reality of, survivor experiences. And what I mean by that is I wanted to bring out truth and understanding and a conversation on what was happening to people, people that have been through projects like MKUltra, people that have been through abuse, like satanic ritual abuse. I, I, I wanted to be part of the generation of voices that were exposing these things. And I felt that the people that were caught up in these backgrounds had keys, keys that would unlock a revelation on what the devil was actually doing, which I did not believe had been fully disclosed by the Christians that were writing the books on the end times at that time. I I just felt like there was a massive gap, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was something. And so that led me to meeting people. Eventually I started working with survivors and went through a series of supernatural experiences and God blessed us to become very good and very effective at helping survivors. In 2015, there was a bit of a relaunch of Bride Ministries, which I had planted in also in 2012. And at that point, we became a platform that not only did a podcast, but we also offered online Bible studies, which grew really fast. And that's what we planted an e-church out of. That was 2016. The e-church flunked. I mean, that was an epic fail. I'll tell you that as well. But, you know, we learned some things and and then we had to reframe the whole thing. And then it actually did start to grow. And we added to that an institute, Mm. which is like 80 hours of teaching. And then 
we began to train ministers to work with survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control, which uh, was extremely effective and successful. Um, fast forward a little bit to 2021. That's when we planted the local church here in Katy, Texas. And we just purchased our ministry campus. So we now have eight and a half acres here in Katy, Texas, where we're going to have the physical church as well as training facilities and several structures. We're building them now. It's really exciting at this point. It's been a long journey here. We're helping thousands of survivors around the world. We have um, coaches in wow. training every year. We're, we're putting out more frontline super soldiers in the body of Christ. Yes. And uh, we, we're really seeing some major fruit at this point. So we're just praising God. Man, you just said one of the key words, super soldiers in Christ. I actually talked with L.A. Marzulli, and I had some questions for him about uh, transhumanism and all of these things going on. And as I just kept considering, what about super soldiers for Christ? <laughs> right? Like, we serve the greatest God. There is no other name given by which we can be saved. And I was thinking about this and there's like all this fear tactic out there and people are like, oh man, did you hear what's going on here? A million messages and a million signals that cause confusion and chaos. The premises of the show, Dan, is let's go through this journey together and discover truth, right? So I'm just literally recording the journey, my process. I was like, well, let's make it as organic as possible and just capture what I'm going through and legitimate questions and being transparent, this is what I'm experiencing, right? And the seed grows, and you said something that has been so heavy on my heart recently, which is Super Soldiers for Christ. There's about three other podcasts uh, out there who are going to hear this and be like, man, he's even dropping the, the, the note in Dan Duvall's ear, because I've been contacting people saying, let's get a group of Christian podcasters together, do a roundtable episode on Super Soldiers in Christ. So you say that at the before you give the mic back to me, I couldn't help myself. Forgive me for going on such a rant there. I got questions for you, but brother, that is an important, important thing that we know what it is to fast and to call yeah. on the name of God. The real fast, unlocking the bondage of bitterness and anger towards other people, right? And calling, well, what's that? Yeah, I mean- Absolutely. So, so, I mean, if you want, if you want to talk about this as a subject, I mean, I certainly have a lot of ideas and uh, I'm happy to share them with you. That's why you're here. So why don't you jump into telling me what you think or what God's put on your heart and showed you about being a super soldier in Christ? Yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, the enemy has plenty of super soldiers that have been um, getting uh, raised up they're, they're in generations, actually. And with each generation, so to speak, of super soldiers, they're upgrading their technologies. A lot of it traces back to trauma-based mind control, which what, what, what is that? That is the intentional shattering of a person's soul, psyche, their mind through trauma at an early age, leading to the development of alternate personalities, and then giving those personalities, identities, jobs, functions um, in, a, in, in accordance with built-in triggers and, and, and then establishing an inner world within their subconscious and placing those parts in certain areas so that with the manipulation via whatever, whether it's colors or whether it's frequencies or whether it's certain tones or signals, 
handlers can actually puppet people and completely control what they do or where they do it. Um, they can use them as Manchurian candidates. They can use them as sex slaves. I mean, and certainly soldiers. And <clears throat> with every uh, generation, you know, they've, they've been upgrading their technology. So they've, they've added, you know, a whole lot with, with cloning to this. They've added a whole lot with the holographic stuff to this world. They've added a whole lot with, with nanotech. Now, I mean, they use a lot of that. They use the quantum technology and the interfacing with quantum computers. And, and these the super soldier uh, people that have been programmed, they, they have quite extraordinary abilities. Their DNA is often mixed at this point with all kinds of stuff. And I mean, we're talking, you know, from, from fallen angel DNA to uh, alien DNA, they have the reptilian stuff in there, they have vampire stuff in there. I mean, it, it, it's just nonsense. And you see, I, I talk about it very candidly because this is my world. I help these people. So we're, we're actually working with Jesus to correct the the DNA um, uh, pollution. We, we're, we're undoing the programming. We're we're getting the deliverance, and, and we're integrating the soul and the spirit. So, so, so what I'm saying is, the enemy certainly has these super soldiers. They have all these abilities. I mean, they some of them can time travel. They can teleport. They're flying around in craft wow. with reptilians. They're abducting people in missions, yep. and then wake up the next day and they think they're just a normal mom. I mean, this is like happening, right? So, yes. let's just put that out there. It is what it is. Yep. Now. In response to that, you have a bunch of. Did you want to say something? No, no I'm in, I'm like trying not to fall out of my chair as you talk. Keep going. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so 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 in response to this, you have a, a lot of Christians that are coming at this from different angles. A lot yes. of those angles are fear, fear based angles. Like, yes. Oh, when is the Lord going to rescue us from out of this mess? You know. By the way, I'll just I'll just put this out there. I'm not here to get in an argument with any of your listeners, but I am not a pre-trip rapture guy. So I'll just, you know, put that out there, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't look for an escape route. Like I I'm actually looking to be part of God's solution to the problem, because I believe that we're part of a generation that was put here to be the solution to the problem. Like God didn't put Esther in, um, you know, Babylon so that she could like find a way out like she was there wow. to deliver the nation, right? And it was for such a time as this. So this is us, right? We're like an Esther generation. We're here for it. We're not here to run from it. So with that said, I have a completely different perspective when, it, when I look at what the enemy is doing, right? So he's building all these armies. He's programming all these people. He's got all this tech flowing through Antarctica. Mm. He's got all these underground bases. He's got off-planet stuff. He's got his galactic federation. I mean, it's like so there's a lot of stuff going on. And then we're here and, and you have a lot of Christians that are terrified of even like the inkling that any of this may be partially true. It's just like, ah, you know, I don't even want to yes. think about it because, you know, they're, they're, the, the size of their Jesus is very small. They have a very small Jesus. I have a very big Jesus. They have a very small <laughs> Jesus. So they're scared. But I think that one of the first steps when we talk about, you know, God's super Thank soldiers, God. right? is the revelation of how big God is. That, yes. That's step one. Like you, if you don't have a revelation of how big God is, if you're disqualified right there. Like we have to, in my opinion, get on board with the idea that like, it doesn't matter how big the problem is, God is bigger. So I get excited. The, the, the more big and grandiose the problem becomes, to my understanding, the more excited I get because like, wow, wow, that's really cool. They're doing all of that evil. That means God's even bigger than that. And- I'm part of a solution set that's even bigger than that. 
So it keeps growing. And, it, and I think that's fun, right? I, 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 I find joy in, in realizing just how important this generation is to Jesus. And so, look, uh, the next step when it, yeah. when it comes to understanding wow. heaven's super soldiers is, is realizing design. And design is a mm. really big part of this conversation. We don't know design. We don't know design. And, and, and design has been confused because you have a lot of theology that just gets in the way of progress, right? And, and, and I'll, I'll lay out a few pieces. Number one, we've had the dichotomy perspective of design. What is the dichotomy? You have a physical body and a soul spirit, okay? So that you, you, you just have the what's not physical and what is physical, and, and that's it. So your non-physical stuff, that's what goes to God when you die, if you're saved, or goes to hell when you die, if you're not saved, and your physical body goes back into the earth. End of conversation, right? But then, but then you have this other thing that's crept in through Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah, um, because some of that bleeds into Hebrew roots, which works its way into the Christian sphere. And they said, oh, we have a higher revelation because we read the Talmud. Okay. Now, don't get me started on Kabbalah. That will <laughs> not go well for this podcast. Kabbalah will definitely sink the Let's ship. make a turn. But, but, but they do this thing where they're like, no, 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 no. It's five levels of consciousness of the soul. Mm-hmm. And they take terms that actually deal with the human spirit and attribute them to a level of soul consciousness. So they completely rewrite the way that we function. And what that opens up then is counterfeit ascension protocols so that people, when they understand this, go into these meditative states. They use Merkaba, they use Kabbalah techniques, and then they go into this Kabbalah tree, which is a counterfeit creative template. It's the government of Lucifer. It's a lot of evil things. But but so you have design that it, you know people are confused about. Like what what how did God make us? And then you have what the Bible says in First Thessalonians 5:23. Yes. The God of all peace sanctify you completely. I pray your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because um I believe that the clear teaching of the Bible is we are a triune man. Why? Because God is a triune God and we're created in his image. So we're triune man, spirit, soul and body and those Three aspects of our design have a convergence point. That is the seat of human intuition, a.k.a. the heart. Now, when you begin to understand that, you really are able to graduate into a different perspective of what God is able to do with a human being. Okay. And this this, this gets into territory that, I mean, you know, yeah, it makes some people panic. But, you know, who's panicking more? The devil. And, 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 and some people are very, you know, I'm going to be honest, Rob, some people are very afraid of the idea that <laughs> we are members of the royal family. That's not just a metaphor or an allegory or a concept. Like we actually carry the bloodline of God. It runs through our veins and we are here to actualize on that identity like that. But you, you, you can't do that out of the soul alone. And this is where I think the, the, the real break has, has come in because I'm training people to go into the spirit world, uh, literally destroy evil timelines. We collapse realms. We bring massive judgments on evil councils, alien groups, whole swear we've taken out. I mean, swarths of uh, ships traveling in other galaxies and dimensions. And like 
so so I say this statement, right? And people are like, this guy's nuts. This guy's a looney tune, right? Yeah, well, ask your local principality about it, and he'll tell you. We hate Dan Duvall because this guy <laughs> – because we, we figured out, like, no, this, this is really able to be done. Like, we're doing it. And we've been doing it for years. And the fruit is thousands of lives changed around the world from the most broken backgrounds, people mm-hmm. that have been through the super soldier projects and have defected from the Illuminati and are, and are dealing with the highest levels and powers of the kingdom of darkness, watching their, their whole lives turn around as we are able to execute some of these functions and processes. We're not just setting people free. At the same time, we're actually setting elements of creation free. But how do we do that? Mm. And the answer is the human spirit working in partnership with the soul is the key that unlocks the Mm. super soldier in Christ. It's like bringing (laughs) the the whole man into an alignment on the agenda of God. Because when when you begin to really tap into the spirit of man, right? You, you, you're, you're tapping into a part of design that really exists as what I would call a trans-dimensional field. It's, it's the part of us that easily, right, comes boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy and grace to help in time and need in the dimension where God is, while also navigating elements of what this physical world means for us. And, and, and the spirit has infinite expansion capacity, and so when, when the spirit begins to get strong, it's not like the soul. Like, and, and, and this is where it really gets pretty exciting. You know? and, I'll, and I'll just give one little story snippet, and then I'll, I'll stop talking. Um, years ago, years ago, right, I, I was working with a person, and um, we, were, we were doing a, what I would call a session, right? Because they had a lot of bondage, and in the name of Jesus, we're getting upset free. So... So there's this whole confederacy of fallen angels that, that show up in the spirit world. They see them because they are seeing in the spirit. Now, I felt it, but they saw it. And all of these fallen angels, they say, you know, it's like a group of them. And they all gang up and they're like, yeah, we're going to fight this, right? And so um, <laughs> my, my, they're actually seeing my human spirit in the spirit world, right? Where these fallen angels are gathering. So I'm on the other side and I feel it, right? Cause I know this is true. I'm like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm plugged into this. I feel that. And then, um, you know, all these other angels show up, right? And so the war breaks out, right? War over their destiny, praise the Lord. And so they're watching this in the spirit. And I, I was actually testing some theories at the time. I, I, I am a scientist in the spirit. So I said, I am not going to speak yet. I'm going to stay quiet and I'm going to let them describe to me what they see happening. So, so as, as the war breaks out, these angels are fighting with the fallen ones. And, and then there's like the main guy, right? And then there was my spirit, right? And, and here's what you have to understand. Like, no, it wasn't an angel that was standing in while little old Daniel sits in the pew and warms it with his butt. No, I'm like engaged in the battle. And my spirit is actually standing this thing down, which is d- design, right? Because <laughs> the body of Christ didn't know just how powerful the spirit can become in Christ. It's, it's really great. So, so there we are. And, 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 you know, it's like, they're, they're, it's like throwing energy. And so she sees it. It's like this fallen angels, like throwing this like energy, like, ah, and it's like wind blowing. And so 
it, it hit my spirit and it'll like blow and then my spirit throws something back and then he'll blow and it was just you know kind of like a back and forth and i'm sitting here at this as a soul in this session just letting them describe to me what they see happening i'm like yeah i get it and and, and this is what i'm going to ground out um the soul and the spirit are designed to work in conjunction w what that means is um <laughs> When my soul began to pray into the warfare, right? So I begin to speak with my mouth. My soul is processing the information. I'm declaring the word of the Lord and I'm, you know, declaring judgment and all this other stuff, promises of God and everything. So I'm going in, I start going in in prayer. What happens is my spirit gets very strong in that battle. And, and, and so, so now that energy exchange starts to be one-sided and the one-sided energy exchange begins to cause that fallen angel to be like, Oh no, I can't actually contend with this anymore. In fact, the person that's receiving the deliverance begins to see chains forming on the fallen angel. And, and as, as those chains are forming, right. All of it's, goons with with because it was a whole confederacy like they're also going into like a bondage state right and and so all of the armies are are really working in conjunction with what i'm processing through and 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 so so as 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 we continue for a few minutes like those chains are just established and and it there's no return of anything it's just like this is it's over Right. So this is the funny part of the story. This is the funny part of the story. This individual that's receiving the deliverance hears, like physically, but in the spirit, hears that this fallen angel start to cry out. But it's funny because they, they actually start to cry out to God, like my God, stop him. That they, they actually ask God to stop me from what I'm doing to it. And of course he didn't. He thought, I, I think he was on my side. So, so there was no stopping the inevitable. Like all of these guys ended up getting like really, it was not good what happened afterwards for them. But we, uh, we, we <laughs> it's actually funny. And, and this is where it comes in like, okay, so we talk about Christian super soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I've been walking in this realm for years. It's not even like, like for me, it's not even like, oh, this is like, it's just like, yeah, that happened. You know, small potatoes. If I talked about what we were doing now, it would make that really look like small potatoes. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on. I got to yeah. jump in <laughs> because I love what you're saying. Like, seriously, I would say that I'm like that little tiny bridge in between most of the people out there in the world that are like, yeah, what do you think about this? Isn't that? And I'm like, oh Lord God, please help them and help me because I really don't know how to answer that, but I know what I'm feeling about it. And then I hear you and it's like, oh Lord, <laughs> God, thank you for Dan Duvall because the scriptures say, I wish that they would know the length, the depth, the breadth and the height. The apostle Paul writes, what is he referencing there? And the principalities, powers, and the kingdoms, right? The rulers that are positioned that the, the the church is not talking anything about all of this dark kingdom. What what consists of that? People that are dealing with sleep paralysis, things that you had mentioned throughout you just talking there. Where are they supposed to go with those questions? And it's like, we need to go to the Bible. Okay. 
But then the revelation of how God is working in the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height, what Christ has conquered. So you got me on like cloud nine. I'm just like, wow, this is, <laughs> I wish I had a co-host right now because I literally, I had to mute my mic. I'm like laughing. This is crazy cool because listen, for the listeners, you guys need to understand that the days we live in, we can't be playing around with this. We can't just have cookie bear church services where we're going to put our button down shirts on and go in and check the box of showing up. That is dead. That is not going to work. We need to start pursuing a relationship with Christ on a level that is going to blow our minds. And I'm, my mind is being blown right now. So like, I, that's how I know we're moving the right direction. <laughs> okay. Dan, dude, I love it, man. Like, man, I feel like I, I feel like I've known you for a long time, bro. <laughs> where, where have you been? Where have I been? Actually, I've been like hiding in the background, trying to duck the bombshells from the enemy, but not anymore. Dan, yes. what you guys are doing right now, it's, it's going to blow my mind and my audience's mind. I hope a part two, you can talk about some of the more relevant things like right now um, that I've heard you talk about on your show. Yeah, bro. What do you recommend? So when I originally reach out to you, mm -hmm. these layers of deception in the body of Christ for those people that are coming in that aren't strong believers that don't have a vocabulary for these things that we're kind of been tossing back and forth so far. What does the process look like? The liberation in Christ to kind of arrive at the things you've been talking about. Well, it's a process, right? Yes. And, and in fact, you know, okay, so we have a quite 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 a spread, so to speak, in our world. Uh, what we've made available, like we have the church, which would be bridemovement.com, where we have the institute, prayer resources. We have the ch actual church, right, and um, a host of other things. The whole deliverance portal, which is, as far as I know, first of its kind. Um, and then we have the podcast side of things, which is actually completely separate from the ministry. Now it's a for-profit, uh, full freedom of speech venture that um, Good. We're, we're running yeah. through dandevall.com. And here, here's the thing. I have a hard time telling people like, well, where do I start? It's like, well, I think the fastest way to kind of catch up when it comes mm -hmm. to actualizing some of the things that I'm talking about is what we call the Bride Ministries Institute. And mm -hmm. the, the reason why is because there's a lot of, I think, gaps and holes that people will have depending on what their background is. Number one, you have to understand grace, what the grace of God is, mm -hmm. because grace is extremely important, yet it's also highly debated. People say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, grace, right? Unmerited favor, check. What next? Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't understand grace. And then you have, you know, your legalists that say, well, it's not about grace. It's about performance. It's about, did you do what God did? Have you done his commandments? You know, have, have you secured your salvation? Do you know that you are holy enough? Like, you know, or have you let God down? Right. And, and so it's a lot of this, you know, this, this holiness, but it's like, a, it, it's, it's religious, it's bondage, it's sin consciousness. Mm. And then you have the other side of it, which is like, oh, you know, let's talk about grace. It's like greasy, greasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You never mm -hmm. want and God's going to rubber stamp it because Jesus, you know, probably smoked weed too. Like they, they have these ideas <laughs> in their head. Well, that's not true. That's, that's, that's not true. But 
you know, what, what, what is grace? And I, and I say, look, this is one of the most important things that you got to start with is that grace is yes, unmerited favor, but it's also divine influence upon the heart. It's God's ability. And it is the finished work. And if you don't understand grace as God's ability, then you will always see yourself as working through life in a, an ability set that is separate from the divinity that connects and literally plugs into your blood and DNA. Right. When I see grace at, as, as God's very ability at work in me, then I have an, an ascended perspective on anything I go through because any problem I face, any challenge that I walk through, now I realize the ability of God is at work in me to engage and deal with this. And, it, and that is tied to the finished work of what Jesus did. In other words, he's not, he's not trying to do something. You know, he, he did it and I'm reconciling my reality to what's done. Yes. Now yes. That is a, that's an ascended perspective. If you don't have that piece, you, you're going to miss a whole lot more because I, I will sound very strange over time. The, and next, you know, people really need to understand, and these are like foundation for me, what it means to be in Christ. Jesus is a realm. He is mm -hmm. the realm of his own kingdom. Jesus is not just like a person sitting over there and you're sitting over you. No, he's, he literally encases the entire creation in him. All things were created by him and formed without him. Nothing was made that was made. All things exist in him. Yes. And, and when we, we, we understand that, then we begin to see, oh, yeah, that's right. Because the, 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 the word of God, right, is, is the heavenly language built upon the living letters, which basically vibrate at the substructure of the creation. So, that, yeah, the creation is quantum and underneath everything you find the word. And it is the living <laughs> letters of God vibrating, holding all things together yes, by the power of his word. So when I begin to understand that I'm in Christ and I, I, I now have an ascended perspective that I'm interacting in a realm where I have rights to engage with the substructure of the creation through the promises of God to reorient anything that is out of alignment. Now, that's my job. Okay. And then, and then there's all the other benefits that you get from exploring Jesus as a realm, right? So you can explore the names of God, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. That's a foundation. It's like you're not going to get there if you don't get some of these pieces. And the kingdom is huge. And, and you know, so much of Christianity, I'm preaching, but I love it. So Bring much it. Christianity, like you, you get this perspective of, you know, it's okay, it's performance or it's, it's boring. That's even worse, mm -hmm. right? Where you just yeah. like, just, just keep. Then this is what the Catholics do. They say, as long as you can sit through this or sit, stand, sit, stand, sit, stand through this, um, you eat this, you know, wafer, we'll put it in your mouth for you even, and, and, and drink this, and you have eaten the bread uh, of, you know, the body of Christ, and now you're more Christian. So you, if you die because you keep putting this in you, you'll, you'll likely go to heaven in less time in purgatory, right? Uh, so I completely dismiss Catholicism. But like, you know, it's, it's just like get the right um, rituals in there and, and that's the purpose of religion. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus instituted Christianity because he connected us to the heart of the Father. So, mm. so, so what, what are we plugging into now? We're plugging into a government Christianity is not a social club. It's a government. And that government has mm. order. It has rank. It has hierarchies. And it has different groups that have allocated jobs. And even as an outpost of God's kingdom in the earth, we are allocated to 
different works that mm. are expanding his government. So some of us, we are, yeah, called to influence politics. Some of us are called to influence education. Some of us are called to influence business and upset industries. And, and you know, we're, we're graced for that. And into what the body of Christ has done is castrate that and disqualify people on the basis of guilt and shame. So it's like, mm. you know, oh, you know, I want, I really feel like God. No, 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 no. Church people don't do politics. What you do is wow. you give the 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 uh, uh, seat that you were ordained to take with the power of God to the Illuminati people by abdicating, abdicating your assignment because we don't believe in it. Mm. So just pray that the Illuminati people will do the right thing and you sit down and shut up. And it's like, all right, no, no hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. We are expanding a kingdom here. So, so yes. that's... That I mean, that, that, you begin with the right building blocks, and eventually you'll you'll get to the point where like, oh yeah, I can activate my spirit too, and begin to, <laughs> you know, you you do you know that the the meaning of ecclesia, which is church, mm. is a governing body, right? So the the the, the church was designed by definition mm. to be established on the rock of Jesus, to be a governing body in the earth. Supreme governing body. Now that that's a revelation um, that takes us far beyond. Let's just sit in our four walls and hide. Yes. So Dan, everything that yeah. you're saying is, I would expect to hear. Well, some of the vocabulary. I'm like, okay, now I got to look into this. Now I got to listen to Dan more. Hopefully, I don't produce less content by listening to you more. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea here is. You are someone who takes the word of God serious. You're not like, there's no sacred secular divide. Like I'm going to plug into this world over here and then put this mask on and go to this world over there. You are looking and viewing and believing and, and the essence of God's word is flowing through all like, what's the first commandment? Love the Lord your God with your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. And I don't like the club version of Christianity where I could never get a sticker if I wanted to get in anyway, which I'm glad they rejected me, kicked me out and laughed at me a little bit because I've been able to sit and listen and, and be challenged by the word of God in an unadulterated way. So hearing you say all these things, Dan, I am literally just praise God, man. Th thank you, Jesus, because church, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. I literally am like a doorkeeper for like the hall way outside of where the actual congregation is. And a couple mm. of people filter through here and there. And I'm just going, keep going towards the lamb of God. He is going to work it out. The scripture says he works together all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So we need to remove the way that we're viewing things. We need to get our ways, our ideas, our culture, all this dysfunction out of the way. And when I'm hearing you talk, Dan, it's for me, I'm like, more, please. Um, uh, th this is good. <laughs> Next question, because I, I, I'm so excited. I can't shut up, but I want to hear you talk. <laughs> All right, let's just go. Let's dive into some of these things. Yeah, let's, let's dive into something. Tell, tell me, where, where, where would you right. like me to go? I have. Let, let me say this. Let me okay. say one more thing. All right. I'm, I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah, he says, okay. Years ago. I got hammered, hammered because there was a, a term that started coming out in, and it wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was like a lot of people started to ping on this in the spirit world. 
And when I started to try to map it as a concept, uh, the kingdom of darkness freaked out. And, and, and on the basis of this, I, I, I caught a lot of, of accusation. You know, Dan Duvall's a Luciferian. Dan Duvall's evil. Dan Duvall's destroying lives. Dan, you know, that's a blah, 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 blah. I, so blogs go up. YouTube videos go up, people parrot what other people are saying. It's a massive slander fest. And you know, the term is the term shining ones. And, and th- this, this is a, uh, a agenda of heaven that is, is for a generation that is um, appointed for such a time as this. Right. And, 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 and all of the uh, accusers that I had at the time failed to understand one thing, which was Isaiah 60. And if you read Isaiah 60, this is what it says. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And I'm going to tell you something, friend. This is the agenda for this generation, 100% hands down. The, the nations of the earth are going to come to the brightness and the glory that's overtaking the children of God that get it in this generation. And whatever the devil thinks he's cooked up, there's a superior power to take it down. And we're part of a generation that's going to plug into it. And, and, that, and that's the thing, right? The nations of the earth are going to be drawn to that. And his glory is going to be seen upon the company of people that carry it out. You know what that's going to make you look... It's going to make you look pretty shiny. So I started talking about this agenda for God shining. I was like, look, it's a big deal. The Mm. kingdom of darkness freaked out because there are people that are called to this agenda. And he knows the moment they harmonize with that, Mm. it's a it's a problem. It's a problem because, it, you know, there are certain things that the kingdom of darkness has no backup plan for. Keep going. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> there are things that the kingdom of darkness didn't have a backup plan for. I mean, mm. you know, I I remember I was looking at this guy. So so I get vision sometimes, you mm. know, and um, God, God will often, you know, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds that we might prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. It's hard to actualize on something you've never seen before. So what God will do is when he's trying to birth something, a new mindset, a new perspective, he'll often give visions. You know, the Bible says young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. But he's what he's doing is he's providing pictures so you can see something that that you've never seen someone else actualize so that you can have faith to step into it. And, and so I remember there was a day years ago, remember when, you know, I, I began to see this vision. And, and in this vision, there was this massive army of filthy, filth, filth, just hybridized, composite, nasty beings, right? Mm. Hordes of Antichrist, we'll just call them that. And so, you know, they were walking the earth. And um, <laughs> then there was uh, a couple of people sitting on a, like a hilltop on the other side. And this is in the vision, right? So I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. looking at it. And I began to see, you know, a glory that, that came out from the people on, on, on the hilltop. Mm-hmm. 
And the whole army was just brought to its knees. I mean, impaled, couldn't physically move, you know? And it's just like, yeah, that. I remember there was a, another dream that I had because God has helped me to understand just like the power of his glory over wow. the years. And, and so I was having a dream where um, I was in a train and a slot opened in the roof of the train and the glory of the Lord came into the slot and I happened to be standing under the slot. So it's like, it was like a little ray. It wasn't like the full blast. It was like a little ray that got through the slot. It was, and it hit me in a dream and I felt like I was going to die. I mean, it was so intense. I felt like it was going to separate my soul and my spirit and my body just completely like wipe me out. I was like, this is scary. And, and you know, it didn't, right? I woke up from the dream and I was like, oh my gosh. And that was just like a little, little ray. And God was like, yeah, I'm going to pass that through you one day. Like, that's what's going to come out of you. And so I'm like, wow. oh, wow. Well, if I felt like I was going to die, just imagine what a Nephilim or something completely unholy and unrighteous God would look like. It doesn't matter if they have particle cannons and frequency-based weapons that cause all kinds of dysfunction in the bladder. And oh, wow. Scrambling. Like, like they're nothing. See, because we have a superior God with superior power. And, 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 and I'm just giving some examples. I mean, we, we could go on examples for a very long time. Oh, There's a lot of glory coming, friend. I mean... Mm. This, this is this is not going to stop. And and there is a, another wave, right, bringing us into that. And it is a, a great awakening. We're in it. There, there is a wave of great awakening that's happening right now, prophetically speaking, because God is activating his army that, that, because there's, there's a sound going out from heaven now. It's a sound. Because there's a time and a time is 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 now. And, you know, one of the interesting things about the prophetic uh, nature of where we are, uh, it, 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 it's the twos, you know, because two means witness. And we happen to be in 2022. And, um, you know, I, I remember back in uh, 2020, I was still in Australia um, on a mission trip that it was, it was right. It wasn't a mission trip. It was just a ministry trip, but everywhere I went, it was just twos, 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 twos everywhere. And so I, um, I did a message before I left on, on, on the twos, but 2022 is very significant. And, and the thing about Daniel two, 20 through 22 Ooh. is this is the part of the Bible where God talks about how he is going to raise up Kings and he is going to put down kings. Like, it's a reorganization of structures. So guess who just got put down recently, right? We, we just lost another Rothschild. And right before that, Queen of England. They're, they're dropping like flies. Oh, and I mean... I, I, I got to say something. All right, so I yeah. have been saying for years, and in, in my own like idi idiocracy, if I can even say, I don't even know if that's a word. I think it works though, okay? <laughs> For years, I've been saying those who are something are going to become nothing, that God is going to flip the script. And I, and literally, I'm getting bombarded, bombshelled. And I'm like, God, I know you gave that to me. Like, please help me because it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Keep going. Yes, we're, they're, 
these elites are, uh, they, let's just say they, are not going to be happy as these rays of light shine through us. As you say, Daniel, keep going. I, I had to jump in there and say that because I'm like on an emotional roller coaster with you right now. <laughs> Seriously, man. I can't even deal with this. <laughs> I wish I was in person with you because I'd be like, let's just, can we pause this? Let's go get some water. Let's go stretch our legs, get a sandwich, then we're going to come back. <laughs> because I'm like, yo. Amazing. Brother. Yeah. Brother. I, I, I think it's an exciting time to be alive, you know? And, and yes. it's just, uh, the, 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 the cool thing is, like, I mean, it's, it is happening. And, and, and the kingdom of darkness, I'll just say this, you know, they, they love to work in the shadows, right? And, and, and they love to put up a facade. They put up a, a, a strong front and they, and they try to make things that are not look a completely different way. That's why they control the news media, because if they can control the narrative, they can cover up a lot of the truth. They can even cover up the, the extent of the losses that they mm-hmm. are taking, you know? Yes. And, and, and so we're, we're in a very unique stage of history. I prophetically speaking, God is reorganizing the way it works. And you're, you're going to see over the coming years. I mean, yeah, a battle is raging, but the kingdom of darkness is taking hits that are irrecoverable right now. And, and, and I know that because I mean, from a, from a frontline perspective, we're involved in some of it because, because what happens is, and, and, and I, I, I released a message a few years ago. I call it the army of volunteers. I call it the army of volunteers. What, what happens is we're, we're in a generation where God has sent in a lot of people with really tough assignments. And those assignments are to bring correction to centuries and millennia of iniquity in the bloodlines they are being sent into. So you have pe- people whose spirits are receiving an assignment before conception, right, from God. And it's like, this is the job. You're going to go in. You're going to go into this bloodline. They're going to torture you. They're going to traumatize you. You're going to be subjected to projects like MK Ultra and its later versions and you're, you're, you're going to be, you know, put on craft. You're going to be part of the secret space program. You're going to be dragged into hollow earth. You're going to be exposed to all kinds of creatures, entities, this, that, and, 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 and then you're going to come out. And then you're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. You're going to redeem the bloodlines you've been sent into. You're going to be the bridge that allows for the future generations being born into that bloodline to have an entirely different experience. And on the basis of your witness to the injustice and the testimony of evil, I'm going to judge everything, right? And everyone knows, like, if you're dealing with the mafia, what do they do? They intimidate the witnesses, right? Because if no one testifies in court, the gang, they get get off scot-free. But God's like, no, no, because I'm going to restore the voice to the people that were sent in. They are going to testify. And in the courts of heaven, every shred of evidence is going to be weighed in the scales of justice. And we're going to blow this evil kingdom to smithereens because we, we, we have superior power, superior uh, uh, military, superior technologies, or superior everything, plus glory and truth. And so 
what my job is, is, is to work with the people that have been, that's why I work with survivors. It's like, and that's why I, tra- that, that's the logic behind how I train my coaches to work with survivors. I'm like, every person that we sit in front of, it's not just about that person. This is a class action lawsuit waiting to be actualized. And so on the basis of one person's testimony of injustice, that is one healing journey taken, we can collapse thousands of evil timelines. We can collapse thousands of evil realms. We can bring an end of life to thousands, tens of thousands of hybrid entities that were created because their DNA was harvested on craft while they were taking their eggs and sperm, whatever, alien creatures. You know, they, 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 this happens during abduction experiences because this genetic material is being taken to laboratories on and off planet and used to create beings and entities. But when the justice cases are leveraged in a court of heaven, those hybrid beings will be taken apart. And, and, and literally, you are reducing the armies of Antichrist in real time. And, and so we've been, we've been following this path of logic, training, and revelation for years. And in, 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 and as we continue, right, it's just the army's just growing. Um, we're serving more people. We're getting testimonies from all over the world. And things are changing in real time. And we're not the only ones. God, I mean, because the frequency is coming out from heaven. God is hitting people all over the world. It's like, it's time. It's time. It's exciting. Oh, man. Thank you, God. It's it's so real and alive to me hearing you say this that I don't even care if the, if listeners drop out and just never come back on again, because, okay, then you know what? We cleaned up some weeds in the garden today. That's the way I look at this episode right here, because you are connecting a lot of what I've seen happen on the podcast over the last three years. Like, like you're, you're webbing and weaving together all of these, like kind of like isolated ideas that I'd be like, I don't know what to do with that or how to, like, I know that, uh, there's a personal experience with something strange or I'm hearing anecdotal evidence from people, but you can't go to the pastor with it. It, the Bible's right there, but you're like bridging that together, bridging it together. And I'm sitting here. It's like when I first listened to Dr. Chuck Missler years ago, Mm. which led me to LA Marzulli, which (laughs) <laughs> ultimately to the podcast and now talking with Dan Duvall. I feel that same feeling then. Cause I remember I, I haven't divulged this very many times, but I, I'm going to share this here. I'm going to make myself vulnerable only because God is willing and able, and he's way wilder than I could ever imagine. But I had said some secret prayers when I first came to the Lord and I said, God, what am I going to do with dealing with the culture? my old friends, all these thoughts and ideas that I have about Bigfoot and aliens and werewolf, cynocephalus, whatever. I mean, because honestly, I was infatuated with these kind of things growing up and, you know, used to love um, like ancient Greek culture and chimeras and my generation, the millennial generation. I mean, we're the product of now supercomputers in our pockets as we start getting beards, right? The generations before us, they had calluses on their hands. They're playing down at the river and we're like right on that cusp. And I remember just like everybody getting swallowed up into these bizarre ideas, but there never being any light in it. And I'd feel the heaviness of it. And I would Mm -hmm. say, God, what do I do about these things? And Dan, I would just feel Not audible. It wasn't like in my ear, but it was just like with me. 
be patient, just wait. And it would make me excited and scared. Because I'm like, well, what is what is really going on here? Like, I don't know if I can contain wondering what the truth is here. And now, how many years later, I'm sitting here with discovering truth, with Dan Duvall, and I'm going, we are on the front line of this generation. The, the whole, if I can offer anything, it is just this episode being broadcast out there and share this, you guys, and take your walk seriously. There's a lot of conflicting messages in the world. I know I've said on the podcast, I don't necessarily believe everything I've heard on the show over these years, but the idea is eat the meat and spit out the bones, you guys. You got to pray. You got to, with fear and trembling, study to show yourself well approved, right? So you go and talk with God in that secret private place and you say, God, what am I going to do with these topics that you've put on my heart? Remember, David was after, he was after God's heart. We could write a book about his flaws, but why? God wrote about his journey, his experience, and how he was after God's heart. Dan. You're like, you're a Daniel and a David <laughs> and so much more. I'm just so excited to, to just see your smile, see your glow, your face and see how God has put you in this unique position. We are peculiar people if we're in Christ. On to the next topic. I mean, I've already rebuilt my brain twice since you started oh. this conversation. I'm like, that <laughs> okay, we're getting rid of that. This is now back on the table. <laughs> okay. Well, the, uh, look, I mean, Bro. I, I, this is real. Let's just be honest. I mean, it is. I, I had to rebuild my brain so many times, Rod. You know, because yeah. I, I didn't start here. It's not like I got the playbook. Like, <laughs> yeah. here, here's everything you'll yeah. you'll need to know, Daniel. Like, uh, at the beginning of my journey, I was just confused. I, I, I actually spent a lot of time banging my head up against the wall. I was like, I can't make sense mm-hmm. out of all of these data points. And, um Man. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm still figuring out, frankly. So, what, grace right. and peace. <laughs> Man, what would you, what what are your thoughts on these craft in the sky? So I've had people on recently, Dr. Laura Sanger was just on not too long ago. We covered um, epigenetics, right? Uh, spiritual mapping, um, iniquity. And we went and did like an ease of edification episode. So, Everybody knows now on the show, I do these longer format conversations with guests. And then I, it's been heavy on my heart for ease of edification, which God was, has been telling me in my private prayer time, which I wasn't ready to talk about until more recent than not. We're going to need the gift of encouragement for when the veil starts to really spread open and people, what, what does the word say? Um, men's hearts failing them for fear of what was coming on the face of the earth. I mean, they, they, Jesus says the age of deception, do not be deceived, do not be deceived. So we know that, that there's like a plethora of different things going on out there, a million messages and signals. When we slow down and we get into the word of God and we understand that there's a genetic issue, especially with, with uh, Noah in the Old Testament, I think the Hebrew word Dan was tamim. He was found righteous in his generation without blemish. 
Dr. Laura Sanger goes through these epigenetics, right? These genetic markers, they get passed on. I mean, the audience is like familiar with some of this stuff, but you're, you're taking it to a whole new height now. I don't, I don't even know what to do after this episode. I'm going to be like, this is crazy. Dan, <laughs> when we're coming to the Lord and the enemy is rattling the cage of our life and our mind and dropping the bombshells on us. Now you talked about the prayers on your website. The craft mm -hmm. and the sky are, mm -hmm. in my opinion, trying to keep people, I don't know if it's through frequency or how they work, but trying to keep people from getting this, these, this information that's going to help us see clearly, know that there's a lot of things in our blinders that we're unfamiliar with. What do you think's going on with the craft in the sky? The COVID bill? Well, all, all, okay, all so, so aliens? All, what's going on that, there? That's a big, big, big... <laughs> topic right? I know, I know. big big topic so you have you you have some different okay so for, first of all like let, let's say you go into like some of the sanskrit texts or like the bhagavad gita and you read about krishna lord krishna and and the, the other beings that were with it. Like, like they came in on flying boats right there's been stuff flying around on craft for a long time you know um the Native Americans here in America, they talk about beings coming down on craft and, you know, they came from the sky. Uh, you have, uh, obviously, um, the more recent uh, UFO phenomena where, 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 yeah, people are seeing the disks and the cigar-like, and, and then the triangle craft. Now, now, now the triangles, specifically the TR-3Bs, I mean, that is military technology. They build those. So you have all kinds of crap. You have, you have UFOs, right? Unidentified flying objects, USOs, unidentified submerging objects. Yes. But usually it's similar because they can go underwater easy. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there, yeah. There's anti-gravity technology, right? And they've had it for a long time. Mm. And more recently, you know, you see with World War II, the Vril Society, Maria Orshik, some of the other things. Like they channeled some of the information and, and the Germans actually started building craft that, that was anti-gravity, so to speak. I mean, before World War II was even over. Yes. Um, Fast forward a little bit more, like, okay, yeah, the reptilian, the Dracos helped them build the base under Antarctica, where you, you have the Fourth Reich running operations. I, I mean, yeah, you know, um, all of that's covered up. So, so they've been building on this technology base for decades and decades and decades with the human side of things. Hmm. Um, so when you ask the question about, well, who's flying around on the craft, it's like a whole lot of things, right? Yes. Because you have the entities that fly around on the craft and then you have the people that work with the entities that fly around on the craft. And then you just have the people that fly around on the craft. There's a, I mean, because this, this technology, while it's kept from like you and me, like I can't just build an anti-gravity craft in my backyard. And if the CIA found out, they'd probably arrest me and take all my stuff. So I, you know, I, I mean, it's it's it it is what it is, right? So so yeah. you have this proliferation of technology, but it's in secret, it's in dark, it's 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 being held just like free energy, because they power the underground bases with free energy, like they they're not yeah. 
they're, they're not running a coal plants to power up these cities underground. They, they mm. use free energy, but that's being kept from the surface world. So, so you have all kinds of stuff flying around on craft and different ones have different agenda because there are different factions. There are different mm. factions. Not all the factions agree with each other. And yeah. so the, the thing is though, people are, and this is the hard part. People are exposed to what is going on largely because of what sits in their blood and DNA, specifically markers. Now, what is a, what is a marker? Well, in the DNA, a marker is a gene sequence. Now, this touches the subject of iniquity. I'm going to make a big connection here. It's going to blow a lot of people's mind. Most humans do not have pure human genetics, period, because we have a lot of history and most of it's covered up. Okay. Do you know who built Machu Picchu? Hmm? Okay. <laughs> so let's just, like, let's just start there. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot, right? Right. And um, a lot's been covered up. A lot of, you know, conveniently unanswered questions, right? What, what's Easter Island doing, right? Who, who really built the pyramids? What does the Sphinx have underneath it? Like all this stuff. So with that said, They've been messing with human genetics for a long time. And we see that in Genesis 6, right? It was so bad, God sent a flood. Start over with Noah and his kids. We're going to bring the Messiah about. They're not going to cut off the Messiah with intermingling human DNA with all this stuff. But that's a window into an event and a time frame. But there's been ongoing stuff. The giants were before and after the flood. Goliath had a mom. Goliath was born to the giant at Gath. He had brothers. Like... So the giants were getting together and reproducing second, third, fourth, fifth generation. There's right. A lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're just focusing on one area, Middle East. They're finding giants over in South America in the 15 and 1600s. Like they're still around, you know, and we're not even going to touch hollow earth, which is another conversation. Oh man. Now with all of that said, what a lot of people don't realize is that the uh, entities that fly around on the craft claim legal rights to the people that they abduct because of the defilement of the DNA they're born with. It's called generational iniquity. Mm-hmm. And so people are getting abducted, but they have pieces of code in their DNA that are the back doors for the entity groups that are coming after them. And so what we realize is that if we can apply the legalities of the finished work of Jesus Christ to override that and come against the councils that oversee the operations of the groups that are coming against people, abducting them, you know, pulling them into their craft, this and that, we're actually not just shutting down abduction experiences related to specific entity groups, but we're also smashing the kingdom of darkness in the face, like literally taking the mallet to the, um, you know, center point. So I, 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 we, we've seen a ton of breakthrough on this abduction piece, getting people set free from it with a specific prayer called freedom from evil councils and alien groups. It's actually on our deliverance portal at deliverance.bridemovement.com. It's also in my third book, extreme prayers that shake heaven and earth. But you know, this actually gets into another conversation, which goes even deeper. And that is that the Illuminati, what, what the Illuminati is, it's not mm. just a bunch of people that make evil music and throw up devil signs and make lots of money. Like the Illuminati is a collection of bloodlines that go back to pre-Adamic source points. 
And every person that is defected from the Illuminati has to deal with the fact that the iniquity that they carry in their bloodline begins at a source point that is behind Adam, which is an inconvenient fact. How do you know what's behind Adam? Where, where do you get the information on that? Hard to find. You actually need to raid cosmic libraries and sort out the details, which we've done. And, um, you know, they hate that. But we eventually we were able to put together a list of like the 13 races that lead to the 13 bloodlines that have infected human populations producing the 13 quote-unquote bloodlines of the Illuminati. But they all have a pre-Adamic source point and they are other races. And, and, and what people don't understand is that the iniquity that's been passed down through the bloodlines is what's connecting them to this cosmic conspiracy against Yehovah God, which is why the kingdom of darkness uses the Illuminati bloodlines to advance their plans most like directly. And then they get to the others that they can't. Um, this, that means that anyone born into these bloodlines has high exposure, lots of rights claimed on their vessel. They're, and they're going to be dealing with all of this stuff, whether or not they go through the trauma-based mind control, but most of them will. And so we, we, look with that, with this piece of the puzzle, you know, I'm taking people a little further. In fact, I will say this, at our most recent uh, Bride Tribe, we call them advances. So every year we do this big event. This year we had about 500 people and we rented out the woodlands here in Texas, which this is this is kingdom, right? So we were able to put everybody in a five-star hotel. I mean, it's like one of the top three resorts in Texas. And there we are in one of the top three resorts in Texas with the water park, getting a room, over 400 people in the room physically delivered at the same time from root races wow. of the Illuminati. And you know what? Everyone was okay. But the testimonies, the testimonies though. <laughs> wow. So yeah, we're having a lot of fun with this. I mean, um, but you know, at the same time, connecting the dots. That sounds like it's 400 episodes for you on the podcast over there. All 400 people. All right. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You're up next, right? <laughs> man, it's, I wish Texas wasn't so far from me, man. I will come down there and we'd hit some water slides next time you guys do that. That sounds amazing. Kingdom work. But come on. here I am outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm just a little mustard seed but there's no other seeds around. <laughs> so prayers are always welcome and encouragement. Not that I'm aware of, right? It's like the prophet. He's like, Lord, help me. They're crushing me. He's like, man, I got 7,000. You don't know nothing about over here. You know, it, yeah. trusting in God is uh, not an option moving forward for me. <laughs> and dude, it, the deliverance portal. So like you wrote these prayers, God led you to say, Hey, Write this down. This is going to tackle this and that. What's one of the most common deliverance things when dealing with um, the, the influence, the genetics of the 13 bloodlines? Is it reptilians? Is it uh, alien DNA? No. What does that okay, look like? So, look, um, so first of all, let me say this. Yeah, we, we've put together a lot of prayers. And and I, I mean, look, I come from humble beginnings. I mean, I, I wish I could say like I was a rock star day one. I was not. Not even as a deliverance guy. Like when I first started trying to help people, like I didn't really do. I just prayed real hard. But we were doing like a lot of deliverance early on. And when I tried, I mean, I would have limited success. 
You know, I've I've been the guy to sit there and yell at a demon for like an hour or more, and like it's still there. Like, wow, I feel really, really pathetic, you know. And <clears throat> so, over the years, what happened was we had to deal with the demonic stuff, and what God had me do was instead of giving me like this big mail and just say, I'm just going to anoint you to be the man. He's like, no, I'm going to anoint you to work with me and figure out all the legal aspects of the conversation. And when you get the legalities right, then you'll see the fruit until then you won't more recently that's shifted. I actually now get to enjoy more of the anointing side of like, you know, where I just say a few words and things clear really fast. That's, this has been fun, but he didn't let me, he didn't let me do that at the beginning. And so I'm sitting there and I, I had to like outline all of these legalities. So the first, the first real big deliverance prayer I wrote was called freedom from fallen heavenly powers. And I realized that there was several steps involved in getting a person delivered of like a principality type bondage. Number one, we had to divorce them. We had to serve them a bill of divorce. Why? Because if Yehovah God can be married to a nation, AKA Israel, and then serve that nation a bill of divorce, what that means is that people can be married to principality type entities. Like it's just, it's a, it's a principle. And so on the basis of that principle, it's like, okay, well, a bill of divorce has to be served. That's step one. And, and in the process, we're going to annul every hidden document, covenant, contract, agreement, certificate, oath, and vow. All of those words specifically have great weight in the spirit world. Step two, we realize that, you know, a lot of times the bondage to stuff in the spirit world is is established through fragmentation. In other words, you shatter the soul and there may be a bunch of pieces of that person's soul on the inside with different convictions. One may want Jesus and another one may want Lucifer and another one may want Lucifer real bad. So you go to pray with that person and you have the Jesus lover and the Lucifer lover and the real Lucifer lover on the inside. And the will is split between different parties. And so the deliverance is more laborious because it's like the person cannot fully agree on their freedom because they're not whole. And so we, we had to begin to deal with brokenness during the deliverance. We also figured out that there's a deeding of territory because the heart is like this massive expanse of territory. That's why the Bible has a parable of the tares and uh, uh, not, not the tares of wheat, the parable of the sower. It says the sower went out to sow, sowed on good ground, stony ground, thorny ground, wayside ground. And when you get to the explanation, Matthew chapter 13, it says very clearly that when the seed was sown on the wayside ground, the enemy comes in and devours what was sown. It it never even took root. And it's specifically, Jesus specifically refers to that wayside ground as the heart, right? And, And that's when we begin to get the revelation. The heart is not just an organ in the body number one, it is the seat of human intuition. Number two, it is the convergence point between body, soul, and spirit. But number three, it's a massive territory. That is actual land. It's real estate in the spirit world. So let me explain this. Every, everyone knows that real estate has, it has value and it matters, right? Well, the real estate in the spirit is the heart of man. 
So the devil wants to move into your real estate and God wants to move into your real estate. So the biggest war in, in, the, in the spirit world is actually over the hearts of men. Because whoever dominates that realm is going to direct the path of society holistically. And so, so what, what, what happens is that the heart realm actually typically in most cases begins to be subdivided. In other words, there are aspects of that as a territory that will get given to Jesus and aspects that will not. Let me explain. You may trust Jesus to heal your marriage, but you may not trust Jesus to heal your finances. Your finances may sit under the spirit of greed and a poverty spirit, but your marriage may be getting dedicated over to Jesus as you're begging him and pleading with him to fix what you broke. And so there's a submission in one area and a lack of submission in another. This is almost all of us. Like you, you tell, Show me someone whose heart is fully dedicated, right? to God, his ways. It, 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 we're all in process. Anyway, with that said, what we realize is the heart will get parsed out and entities will have territory that is real estate in a person's heart right next to the territory real estate of Jesus. And we have to deed that over so Jesus could kick them out of their thrones, take that territory, and there's a kingdom expansion in that realm. But okay, so look, the prayers are long, right? I'm, I'm, I just nailed three points. Down. Some of my <laughs> prayers have over 30 different points of legalities, all just as, if not more deep than what I just started out. These, these were just wow. some of the beginning points of n- nailing to the wall, like how to get a person free every time you plug an entity name into a prayer template. Mm-hmm. Now, when when we you know get into some of the more fancy stuff, what we begin to do, we have to change the way that we think. Number one, you know, we have this new technology. It's called blockchain technology. Okay, blockchain technology means that you have a bunch. It, it's a person to person network where if I give you a Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin runs off a of blockchain technology. Essentially what happens is I have a distributed ledger and that distributed ledger sits in every person in the peer-to-peer networks like server. So if I give you a Bitcoin, my ledger will document that that transaction happened. Your ledger will document that that happened. And then there'll be a hundred thousand other ledgers that all document that that happened. So if I try to go and reprogram it and say, well, I gave you a Bitcoin, but you know, click, 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 button, button, press enter. And I'm going to take my Bitcoin back. The person to person network will judge that change against the record in everyone else's distributed ledger. And if there is not an alignment, then an automatic correction will put it back. So it's really unhackable. It's, it's a lot more uh, 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 honest of a system than like a, 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 a bank where one person sitting in the back of an office can stroke a few keys, make a few changes and just create money and put it in an Illuminati guy's account so they can buy, you know, a nation. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's honest. So, so that's why, that's why, um, you know, crypto currencies work, they, they work off blockchain. And now 
the, the new thing is that they're trying to put blockchain in different technologies running human society, right? From healthcare to other industries. They're like, how can we deploy this logic, this technology of the distributed ledger? Well, let me tell you something. It, it, it didn't begin on earth. And, and here's, here's what we found in the spirit world, right? When it comes to some of these bondages that really matter to the kingdom of darkness, they created a distributed ledger system in the spirit and basically hooked people in their systems together like a blockchain, and, and, and the reality is if you strike deep enough and on an issue that's connected to a blockchain type technology in the spirit, what will happen is the person will get delivered for about a day or two. And then the system will actually judge the change that you made in that deliverance against what's in everyone else's distributed ledger and reset the bondage. And the person will be back in bondage within two days after a massive deliverance. And it's like, what the heck happened? You know, so... Okay, so what's one of the things that you find when you begin to hit some of this stuff? Yeah, we, we have specific language we had to organize around dealing with spiritual blockchain technologies to make some of these deliverances stick. Okay, so that's a big one. Um, that that didn't come very easy, by the way. We, we have to figure that out. Um, you know, and there's more. You have to think quantum, Right. So we're trained to think like Newtonian physics, right? If there's a, a glass in my left hand and, and there's a ball in my right hand, then that's what it is. You have a glass, you have a ball, and they are spatially separated. Well, look, in the spirit world, everything works more on quantum mechanics where you have superpositions, you have um, interactions based on frequency. Uh, you, you, it, it's, and, and, and DNA DNA is is not all with the physical body like you you and and this is where it gets really fancy because what you begin mm. to realize is that okay I can have a person go through an, an abduction experience and their DNA can be harvested and that DNA can be utilized in another constellation right and so the DNA gets trafficked to the other constellation that per, that person goes in bondage to the constellation mm. And so um, they may have some kind of ungodly tethering to the movements of that constellation. And, and you have to stop looking at deliverance from like a, okay, you have a body, there's probably a demon in it. And if I could just yell at that demon and get it out of that body, then that person will be free. No, we have to de-interface people from ungodly connections throughout the multiverse, including constellations, galaxies, craft, laboratories at, and not just in three-dimensional spaces and other places in the cosmos we're talking fourth fifth sixth dimensional environments that people's um existence gets spanned into by the new world order technologies and what's being leveraged against humanity so so when, when you begin to get into the level of okay we're going to contend on this level which, which mm. you're opening up to is, is okay, now God's going to begin to speak to me on, on this wavelength, and you're going to get revelation on that wavelength and, and language. And see, when you begin to look at some of my prayers, there is language that deals with these concepts on the level that they exist on. So, so I have in my second book, Advanced Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, right? A prayer called Freedom from Constellations, because we're, we're, we're untethering people. And by the way, and this is going to mess people up, every realm has its own sentience so constellations they're not they're not just like fixed points of stars that are light that just sit in the sky 
the, every constellation actually has its own sentience. It, it can manifest as a being. It has an intelligence. Um, and, and people will be in bondage to these things. God is redeeming them at the same time. It's an interesting dynamic. And, and so part of our work is like, yeah, we separate people from these. And, and, and not just constellations. I have another prayer that follows right after it in the same book called Freedom from Earth Systems. Right where we're taking people and we're de-interfacing them from locations, technologies, um, <laughs> forces of nature, ley lines, um, substances, and we have a specific language. And I know you you have something to say, but I'm just going to say this and I'll turn it over. You know, I, I, we, we use language like "I renounce my tethering to, overlaying, and interfacing with, and all existence as like." Because that language begins to crack away at the quantum and uh, 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 entanglements that hold people in bondage. It, it, it's incredible. Okay, go ahead. You, you're wow. Ley lines are a topic that keeps coming up. Like I, I not like I'm not digging and being like, oh, hey, where are they at? But I feel like I've heard it a bunch of times. I spoke with a gentleman um, who is one of the chief investigators for the Canadian. Uh, I think he's the president of the preventative measures of the Canadian uh, MUFON organization, Mutual UFO Network. So he actually was on like two episodes ago, I think I released. Which shout out. I know he listens. We talk off air and stuff. And, um, you know, shout out to that show. They're doing some great things over there. But one of the things is... That, that I was trying to troubleshoot with him. And I'm asking him, why do I feel like I keep hearing this issue with ley lines coming up? And I got some software recommended and it will not work on my system. It's supposed to work with Google earth to show you the ley lines. Now where I live, Daniel, I am in a, very close to the city of Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, so if you're familiar with Monopoly, right, the Reading Railroad, um, grew up outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was talking with Elliot just a couple of days ago. He grew up in Lancaster, kind of like the Bermuda Triangle of Pennsylvania here. And there's definitely something in the air. Now, I wouldn't, um, once again, I'm make, you are like hearing you so far. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to make myself vulnerable. I believe all this stuff. Why am I going to hold anything back? Right. I have captured on my phone, some video and on the security cameras, strange discs and lights and all kinds of weird stuff happening. It got to the point. I reached out to like half a dozen people, Skywatch TV, you name it. I, you know, I talk with these people intermittently and I couldn't get an answer. I sent it up to Nate up there in Canada and he was like, we're going to check to see if you're in an intersection of ley lines. And I'm going, why does everybody keep bringing up ley lines? What am I missing? You got to give me some clarification on these ley lines. And, and I have a million more questions, but I, I feel like I'm going to keep you all Friday night. I mean, uh, <laughs> if I could handle it, I would, man. But what do I, what do I do with ley lines? Give me some healthy information. Do you cover this? Where can I go? How do I figure this out? Well, look, Ley lines are a type of energy pathway that exists often between two points of significance. 
Um, by significance, I mean significant events that have affected history um, often are the points through which ley lines travel. So, uh, for instance, you'll have Jerusalem, which is the major historical center point for like everything. And from Jerusalem, you have ley lines going over to the UK, London. You have ley lines going over to Washington, D.C. You have ley lines going, like, because in those locations, there's huge physical, historical, spiritual significance. And there'd be an energy pathway that exists between those locations as a result of that. And those energy pathways can carry traffic. And if, if you are able to plug into those ley lines, you will have power. Now, it, uh, let, let's, let's um, also look at it from like a smaller stage perspective. You'll have ley lines that run through most cities and towns. And those lane lines are typically called Main Street. And on Main Street, you have a lot of the facilities and, and bodies that govern human domain, town hall, fire department, police department, prison, Masonic Lodge. They'll all be on one street. Now, when, when, when you have that on one street and then you put the Baptist church on the other side of the street, which has three board members who all attend the Masonic Lodge, then you dominate the, you know, policing, you, you, you dominate the, the religion, you dominate the uh, political, right? Because everything sits on the ley line and that's all done intentionally because it's a power play. So whoever is plugged into the ley line, they get power and the power to influence, power to do things, whatever it gets, which is why God is actually in this season giving his sons and daughters territory that sits on ley lines. He's like, no, you're going to buy this piece of land. You're going to go into this building. You're going to take this ley line because uh, you're going to cleanse it and you're going to, and, and, and I'm going to shift the power dynamic in this region because my people are now occupying the ley lines. In, 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 in the past, you know, you, you had ley lines being targeted largely by the Masons, the Catholics, you know, they, 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 oh man, you want to know where all the sacred sites are? Just go to the Catholic church. Like, because in South America, the Catholic church just went nuts. They got every sacred site, every kind of pearl, every, you know, and it just built a church right on top of it. And oh, then it became <laughs> the jurisdiction <laughs> of the religious system, which is really a beast system. I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it like it is. Yeah. So, um, wow. with, with that said, yeah, ley lines are hugely significant. Now, I would say that there are a lot of energy pathways and not all energy pathways seem to qualify as ley lines, but, but many do. And, and, and furthermore, there are ley lines that go off planet. So you will have ley lines between earth and Mars, ley lines between earth and the moon. You, they, they can be traveled. So quick question, do the good entities need to travel these ley lines? Like for example, Daniel prays, he's heard on the first day, takes 20, 21 days roughly for the angel to show up. Are they, is it, who's traveling the ley lines? Like these demonic entities, these bloodlines, these chimeras, right? They can use the ley lines to travel. How does that affect us? That's such an interesting question. Well, look, I'll tell you this. Um, I know soul parts. 
travel the ley lines. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely demonic entities will travel the ley lines. It just, it seems, and, and I may be wrong about this, but it seems like if you use an energy pathway, it takes less energy, power, resources to move about. It's just like, it's an easier, it's almost like, well, do you want to take the back roads or do you want to jump on the highway? I mean, that's kind of, so you could take the back roads. You don't have to. And, and I mean, look, um, in the spirit, like if you talk about like, you know, the human spirit, you don't need a ley line to sit in the throne room of God. Like your spirit can just be in the throne room of God. You don't have to travel a ley line like that. But yeah, I mean, but they put other things on the ley lines. They put opportunity. They put inheritance. They put birthrights. If if it's been sold out and it can be trafficked, it'll be moved along these things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not, I've not been in a situation where I can like just kind of step out of my body as my soul and just diagram every data point on a ley line. Like I'm working yeah, yeah. on that. I got a piece here. I got a piece there. I, I happened on this information. I, I kind of put it together. Wow. Yeah. That, that's super significant. It really makes me wonder. So with my next question for you, what moving forward do you see as the body wakes up? As the veil things, as we talk about this generation where we're going to start to shine, that that little glimmer of light that uh, would undo us, God is like, I'm going to use that through you. Terrified and excited. <laughs> what do you think the next step is here? Like, how do you, we get through to the church, right? I mean, we've already covered the misconception of what the secular church would look like, the Catholic church, right? Clearly, I don't know if there's much water over there for me to even attempt to get my toes wet in to see if there's any good stock. But when we're dealing with those people like myself, like I don't have time to tell you my whole testimony, but you're saying stuff and I'm just like, oh, so this is like a <laughs> climax point for me to talk with you because, yeah, like nobody else would ever give me confirmation or even stir any of those things that you're like zapping me with right now the, the light of god is flowing through you uh in a way well the, the, look the next step what's the next step? so much there's just so much i think that it, it, it kind of works like this right um a lot of a lot of it comes back to choice you know people are self-selecting People are self-selecting. It's like, you, 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 you know, you, you could be called. Um, but those that are with Jesus are the called, chosen, and faithful. That's what it says in the book of Revelation. Those that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. So what, what happens is, as we self-select, we have to decide, okay, well, I'm called because I am here. Like, it's literally, there isn't a single person that's born without a plan and a purpose from God. But... That doesn't mean that you're going to say yes. You can say no. So the first thing is to say yes. But the, the rest of the story is, how long are you going to keep saying yes? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the tough one. How long are you going to keep saying yes? Because I, I'm sitting here talking to you 
I'm 37 years old. So I've been saying yes for 17 years. And most of that has not been a very glorious experience. A lot of it's been pretty tough, right? Lots of tests. Oh, the tests don't stop. Lots of reasons to quit throwing the towel. I mean, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but you know, yeah, been there, done that. You get hammered along the way. So everyone, everybody gets hammered along. Betrayal, broken trust, like those things that happen. You're like, God clearly doesn't care about me because this happened. And the devil's like, yeah, he doesn't care about you. And that did happen. So what should you do? You should just get it back into your addictions because that's your comfort place. And then, you know, so how long are we going to keep saying yes? But, you know, more than that. I think it's giving ourselves permission to go there with God. I, th- I think that the body of Christ needs to give itself permission. It's like, look, all right, we've had some artificial yeah. limits um, placed. And, and some of those are safeguards, right? Um, some of those are to prevent deception and absolute, you know, just going off the deep end. And I've watched people as I've journeyed, people that journey with me for a season, and they just blow up. Like they literally mm-hmm. lose track of, where the spirit of the Lord is and get caught on some other current and they do get wiped out in deception. So that, that, that becomes a, a, a real concern, but you know, people have to give themselves permission to let the Holy spirit take them there. And, mm. and, and I think that the, 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 the reality is we have to give ourselves more credit. Like there's a fundamental break between what Jesus thinks about his people and what we think about ourselves. Oh my gosh. It's a fundamental break. I mean, and, and, wow. and, and the gap is wide. And so we just have to commit to closing the gap. I remember when, mm. when I, okay. So when I first started meeting my human spirit, powerful, that, that was a change. It was a shift. I, I the, the experience played out like this. I said, you know, Daniel's spirit, right? My human spirit, I am inviting you to be present at the surface and talk to me. I, and um, it did. Spirit showed up and it was very big because by that time I'd done a lot of fasting, prayer, so on and so forth. The word, I mean, my spirit was well fed. And so he stood on top of me. It was very large. And I was like, <laughs> and I felt very small. And mm. the first thing out of the spirit's mouth was, I am this and this and such and such. And he started going on and on about all these things. I had been journaling in my prayer journal about what I heard Mm. God telling me about myself that I couldn't agree with. I really was having a hard time. I I, I mean, I would write it down, go away and be like, I would never tell a soul in the world what the Lord has told me because I will get hammered for this. And that's the self-regulating power of the body of Christ. Like we have locked ourselves into an infinitesimally small vantage point of who we are in Christ. And, and, and we, so we lock ourselves out of destiny, out of identity, out of purpose, because we, we can't even see our purpose because our identity is so screwed up. So the spirit was the difference maker. And when I realized that my flesh was at war with my spirit and I, my whole mind needed to be reconfigured to more mirror what my spirit already knew was true, but my soul was struggling with, that was a massive beginning for me. And, and for many people, they'll find the same thing. Like your spirit, your human spirit will have a, a deeper resonance with truth of God than the soul will because the soul is often sitting under pain, trauma, depression, religious programming. I mean, shame, guilt, condemnation. And th- that's 
that's where we draw the identity rather than what 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 God's perspective is. And so when we let the spirit rise up and we purpose to close that gap, a lot of the other things will begin to come into view. I definitely need to take a further step in my my faith journey of calling my spirit man forward. I think I need to pray and fast so he's nice and well fed. I know I look pretty well fed here on the outside, but I just want to make sure. I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> this, it has been an honor to talk with you. Please tell me this is not the last time you'll join me on the show. <laughs> we, we could work something out, Rod. Tell the people where they can find you, okay? And then we'll we'll kind of wind down here. Yeah. So, you know, there's a few things. I'll, I'll just highlight the big, big ones. Bridemovement.com. Okay. That's the ministry and church site. And that's where you can find prayer resources, a lot of them that are free. And we're, we're translating into multiple languages. We now have prayers in Spanish, German, Afrikaans. Um, we even have a few in uh, Portuguese. And uh, we'll be adding to that over the years. Um, you, you'll also find the deliverance portal and 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 that. It's a really cool system because it has all of my prayers, but it also has the logic built in. So you'll be able to like take an assessment and you just check boxes and read questions and answer them, blah, blah, blah. Well, that'll feed into our, you know, system and, and, and we'll kick an email out to you and it's confidential, but it'll say, use these prayers for these things. And then you take that email, you go to the deliverance portal, and I'll be there praying for you. Or you could just go through the prayer resource yourself, plug in what that email kicked back to you into those prayers and just watch the Lord deliver. I mean, it's, it, it, here's the best part. You know how much this whole thing costs? Zero free, free for the whole world, because I believe that deliverance is the children's bread. So you can get as much deliverance as you want anytime, day or night, even like from your iPhone while you're sitting in a Uber, like you could be getting delivered of stuff. So that's there. Uh, we have, um, the entire Bride Ministries Institute, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so bridemovement.com church is there. We also have dandevall.com. That's the, the, the podcast uh, home um, because we separated the podcast from the church and on podcast for profit church, nonprofit. We also have another opportunity. It's called Overcomer Accelerated. And that is a, an educational experience where people that are on a healing journey because they've been through mind control, SRA, this and that. They'll be able to get group coaching. They'll get access to all of my courses, which is like over 100 hours of training. And um, they'll be getting ongoing coaching while also having a book study. It's like, it's like a whole learning, healing experience. You guys have heard it here on the Millennium Must Have Seen podcast. Share this episode with a friend, a family member. Share it with your pastor. Co-worker, coming to you from southeastern Pennsylvania, God bless America, and goodbye.